Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. This is episode number 96. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the best month or months to retire and why. We're going to talk about people's different scenarios where it makes sense to retire during a certain month versus other months and why exactly it matters or it can be beneficial to retire a certain time versus just saying, I'll retire at the end of the year. If you're a new listener that's just finding us for the first time, like I said, this is episode number 96. So we have 95 other episodes that have discussed different various topics of retirement planning. I would encourage you to go check those out. And here's five. Here's five of the top episodes that we've had. The number one episode is episode number 79. That's how much money do you need to retire? Episode number 85 talks about maximizing your social security benefit. Episode number one, the top five retirement myths. And then check out episode number 24. That's called Why I Love the Retirement Bucket Strategy. And the top five episode that you definitely need to check out is episode number 86. This was just 10 episodes ago. What rate of return do you need on your investments in retirement? In my opinion, episode number 86, what rate of return do you need out of your investments? That's kind of like telling you how fast you need to drive to get from where you are now to wherever your destination is, whether it's San Diego or Las Vegas. And I see so many people making this fatal mistake. They're going into retirement armed with something that is not even keeping up with inflation. Let's call it a CD, like a five-year CD that pays one and a half percent. That's just not going to cut it for the next 30 years. This is the money that you're going to be living on. This is going to be supporting your lifestyle for the next 30 years of retirement. And so many people, I just kind of want to pull my hair out when I see them investing all of their life savings, their retirement savings in something that is paying one and a half percent. Meanwhile, the cost of living is going up three percent. And I've talked about cost of living on so many different podcasts. It's kind of like blood pressure. It's the silent killer. And as a retirement planner, that's one of the tools. That's some of the work that we do is to come up with what is the rate of return that someone is going to need, a pre-retiree is going to need to make their retirement plan successful. And if we just knew that return, if we knew how fast someone needed to drive in retirement, that just little bit of information can have an incredible impact on your future success in retirement. So that's one thing a retirement planner can help you with. One last thing before we get into today's episode, I wanted to remind listeners, check out our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There you can listen to all the previous 95 episodes and please check out our resources tab where you can download free resources to help you with your retirement. You can check out our 2022 tax planning guide, our blueprint to a dream retirement, Greg's secret sauce to retirement is there. There's even a budgeting tool. 
as you're kind of piecing together your monthly budget and how much your fixed expenses are every month, and then you can kind of determine what your discretionary spending is every month. That'll help you because you know, hey, how much does my lifestyle cost me every month? And then on the other side of the coin, we want to look at, okay, what are my resources that I have to fund my retirement? And by that, I mean social security, pensions, retirement accounts, like Roth IRAs, 401ks, IRAs, all those kinds of things. And as long as we have enough resources to be able to fund your retirement, well, guess what? You can afford to retire. So check out that budgeting tool. That'll help you determine how much you're spending. And lastly, as so many listeners have done at the bottom of the website, it'll say, ask Greg a question. You can submit all your listener questions there. We love hearing from listeners and especially your questions. It helps provide topics for future episodes. So again, the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. All right, let's jump into today's episode. What month is the best month to retire? This is a tricky question. What month is the best month of the year to retire? There's a lot of factors that go into this discussion, depending on what you do for a living. If I was a business owner, I would retire in January and sell my business in January. And the reason I'm doing that is because it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate for my taxes. And I don't have all my earned income from the year that I'm being taxed on, plus the taxes that would be due on the sale of the business. I would rather wait until January, where at least I don't have any earned income for the year, or maybe just a couple weeks, right, worth of earned income, and then sell my business when I have a clean slate. There's other professions like teachers that I see so many teachers waiting until the end of the fiscal year. So a lot of the teachers end up retiring in July. That's when they get full credits for the previous fiscal year. And a lot of them, depending on what their state teacher's pension looks like, there's some that I've worked with that what they'll do is the teacher's pensions are based on a couple of them in certain states are based on your best three working years. Well, typically that's the last three working years because you're getting the raises along the way, right? And you have all that experience and in your highest earning years are those last three years. So in addition to that, I've seen teachers that will then go and work summer school and summer school is definitely included in that pension calculation as well. I'm telling you, th these teachers are smart. Now there's other pensions like firefighters and police officers that they don't include overtime into that pension calculation. So it's just based on salary. So that that's something to consider. Now I have helped dozens and dozens of people plan for their retirement. I've heard a lot of different scenarios. And one that keeps coming up is for those that are in the corporate world that may have a bonus that's paid out. I have encouraged those folks to wait until their bonus is paid out. A lot of them, it's March timeframe. And how that works, if you're curious, is bonuses for 2021 would then be paid out in March of 2022. Now, I've had somebody point out that that's kind of an ethical dilemma. And to me, and this is just me personally, I don't see that as an issue. I don't see that as an ethical dilemma. I wouldn't feel bad about retiring in April 
once my bonus is paid out to me in March, that bonus was earned the previous year. It's the same with if there's any company stock or stock options that are issued. Hey, once those are issued, they are yours. There's other people that wait until they retire once they're fully vested in their 401k. So maybe look at your 401k statement And if you're only 80% vested, we'll maybe wait an additional year or, or maybe it's within 12 months when you'll be fully vested in that 401k 100%. And then all the match dollars that your employer matched your contributions, that's all yours once you retire. Again, to me, I don't see that being an ethical or moral conflict at all but it may to you. So kind of keep that in mind. I have had a couple people point that out, but the vast majority of people kind of see eye to eye with what I'm trying to say. And really what I'm trying to get at here is don't leave money on the table. Don't walk away from a bonus that you earned the previous year by retiring a month or two too early. Now, there's other people that want to retire in the month in which they turn 65 so they can jump right onto Medicare. I get that. There's other people that want to retire 18 months prior to their 65th birthday. Why? They can jump on Cobra for 18 months, ride Cobra for 18 months until they turn 65, and then jump on Medicare that way. I've seen people certainly go that route. So certainly your age and what your plans are for health insurance, that's going to factor into this retirement decision as well. It may be the primary factor that you're considering. But one thing I want to point out is that even though you have this great plan to retire at a specific time for a specific reason, other things happen. Either your health doesn't hold up and maybe you had to have a surgery and maybe you're unable to keep performing the same work you were doing. And then you kind of have to call it an early retirement due to health reasons. I've seen that many times throughout my career helping people. Other times, the maybe your employer is going through layoffs, maybe they're not renewing contracts, they're getting bought out by another company, they're downsizing. Believe me, that happens a lot, especially if, if you take a step back and think about it, and someone that's approaching retirement has all those years of experience, and they're probably in their peak earning years, if we had to say. So a lot of times the employer is looking at those people and saying, hey, and I know this is going to sound cold hearted, but believe me, that's not the way it's intended. The employer is going to look at the books and say, okay, look at our payroll here. And if we could get the people who are at the, the peak earning years, our highest paid employees, if we could get them off the books, it could save our organization a lot of money. That's the reality of the way organizations look at the numbers at the payroll. And they might say, okay, we're paying this person $100,000. We could maybe replace them with someone in the beginning of their career that maybe doesn't have the experience, but we could pay that person a fraction of what we're paying this person that's making $100,000 a year. Especially in the lean years, you see a lot of these companies trying to offer these early retirement packages to these people. A lot of Fortune 500 companies that I've seen over the years do this, especially with anybody 55 or older. 
So while this discussion is going to be helpful, I believe, to everybody on what month is the most beneficial to retire, sometimes it's out of your hands. And you just kind of have to accept that, that that's reality and keep that in the back of your mind that sometimes we're not given that choice. Whether it's our health or a decision from our employer, it might not be our call. But if it were me and I had to pick the month to retire, it would probably be March or April. And here's why. I see a lot of people that once they retire, they have their sick and vacation days are paid out in some capacity. And sometimes that amounts to, I've seen it as low as $5,000. I've seen it as much as like $30,000, depending on how long someone was working for their employer. So that amount is taxed. Sometimes that can be tax deferred if it's put in a retirement plan like a 401k or 457 plan. I've seen that possible. But what I will say is retiring early in the year like that, number one, you can still contribute to a Roth IRA, an IRA, to your 401k, because you've got January, February, March, maybe possibly some of April of earned income, and you can use that earned income to contribute to those retirement accounts. So that is certainly helpful. But also, if you do have those vacation and sick days that are built up, And your employer says, hey, we got $20,000 here that we're going to withhold 20% or whatever it is. So if I know I'm going to be taxed on my sick days, vacation days, that all that that I have accumulated and built up, well, I don't want to retire in December or November when I have a year's worth of earned income in my peak earning years, and then I'm going to tack on my sick days and vacation days. That would almost ensure that those sick days, vacation days are taxed at a very high tax rate because you've got a year's worth of earned income. So in my opinion, it's going to make more sense from a tax standpoint to push off your retirement until March or April, preferably April is what I like. And that way you've only got, let's say three months of earned income, still can contribute to a Roth, an IRA, that kind of stuff, an HSA through work. But the money that's taxed from those sick days, vacation days is going to be taxed at a lot, lot lower tax rate because you only have one quarter of earned income. Now, the other thing that makes April so great is that the weather is starting to get warmer If you live in the Midwest or the North or the Northeast, you know, things are starting to green up, right? Also, if you're planning on watching your grandkids, a lot of people like to watch them during the summer. So grandkids are off school coming up in May. April kind of is your month to relax before watching the grandkids in May and through the summer months. But I keep going back to the weather as well and how important that plays into your general mood and your experience of retirement. So, so many people want to retire at the end of the year when the weather's really, really bad. Well, then you're all cooped up inside. So I would rather see somebody retire maybe in March or April when the weather is swinging the other way and starting to warm up. Now, there's other people that plan on working maybe seasonal jobs or part-time work in retirement. Like, for example, I have a client that wanted to work part-time at the golf course where he could golf as much as he wanted for free, bring his buddies. He had a a very nice discount that was offered through the pro shop. And so guess what? April timeframe was perfect for him to switch over to that role. That's when the golf course was starting to be extremely busy as the weather was warming up. So take all of that into account 
what your goals are, what you plan on doing in retirement, and maybe think about what your favorite time of year is. Maybe it's fall. And I could share story after story after story of people retiring at different times in the year because that time of year was best for them. Some people like retiring on their birthday. A quick story, I have a client who was a FedEx mechanic. He's a retired FedEx mechanic. And guess what? The busy time for FedEx mechanics is the holiday season. He said not only was he worked to death almost during the busy season, the holiday season, trucks were breaking down left and right. He said just physically his body couldn't take another holiday season working that much overtime and his knees were just in pain every single day. So guess what? He retired right before, a couple months before that busy, busy holiday season. And I gotta be honest, I don't blame him one bit. So think about maybe what month may make sense for you. And I can tell you from a tax perspective, my favorite month just happens to be April. But really the takeaway from today's episode is there's other factors that will help steer you to making that decision of when is the most beneficial time to retire. It could be trying to max out your pension and how that years of service and age is calculated. Health insurance may be a big factor. I see that a lot. Bonuses, when bonuses are paid. All kinds of different factors that go into the optimal time to retire. So I really hope today's episode has been insightful, has kind of got you thinking about why people would retire at certain times of the year versus others, depending on what they do for a living and where they're at and what their goals are. That's one last thought that I want to leave you with is your retirement plan, your retirement goals and your dreams, they're your dreams. They shouldn't sound good to other people. I've mentioned my retirement dream. Once I retire, I'm going to go into coaching like part-time coaching financial planners in an effort to help them become the best retirement planners they possibly can be. Now that's my personal goal. So you have to think about what your retirement vision is, what your retirement goals are. And it shouldn't sound good to other people. Starting my little consulting, my part-time coaching for uh, retirement planners, that probably sounds awful to a lot of people listening, but that's what I'm passionate about. So most importantly, think about what you want, what's going to make you happy. Don't worry about what other people think. It's your retirement, not their retirement. It shouldn't sound good to them. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. If you have questions, check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. Oh,